0: You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 151. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I am your host, JC Lee Pulford. We have been going through the last season ever, season 10, right here on the podcast, and it has truly been amazing. I have enjoyed seeing your feedback and... Just knowing that God's hand has been on this the entire time, it is humbling and it's such a blessing to me. So I hope that you have been really uh, gleaning some amazing um, nuggets of wisdom throughout these past episodes and today is no different. But before we get into uh, what my guest has for us today... I want to just remind you again, I'm going to be doing this every week, but I am collecting podcast reviews, any reviews about guests that have blessed you, any voice memos you'd like to share about what God has taught you at all, at any point in time over these last couple of years through the podcast, please send them to me. I'm gathering them for a really cool celebration send-off episode. That's going to kind of tie up with a bow this last podcast season. So please send all those messages either to my email, helloawesomeshop at gmail.com or DM them to me on Instagram at helloawesomelive so that I can compile everything and we can have a really cool last episode together. All right, guys, today's guest is a friend of mine who... Uh, shares a state with me. Uh, She also is incredibly talented. You may have heard of a group called the McCain's. Her name is Nicole McCain, and she's usually very quiet and very shy, but she has opened up today on this episode, and I am so excited for you to hear it. Nicole talks about how we need to refocus and how God's been showing her how to do that this last year. And we get into how her growing up as a PK and also in the music ministry and having her hands, you know, in everything and how that kind of has shaped her as a person and how we need to truly refocus on what matters, especially when we do ministry. So let's get right into it. This is episode number 151 that I am calling Refocus with Nicole McCain. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. This is the point where I usually share sponsored ads and all of my sponsors share their amazing deals that they have with you. But since this is the last season of the podcast, I just have to say thank you. Thank you so much for supporting these faith-based businesses these last four years. If you want to continue supporting anything, well, how about buying some of my books? If you go on Amazon, just type in my name, J-C-J-A-C-Y, Pulford, P-U-L-F-O-R-D, and you will find all of my titles right there on Amazon. The awesome thing is if you have prime, your books will ship in just a couple of days. I have on there some awesome devotions that will help you with your mental health, with forgiveness, with your power of influence. I also have Bible study guides if you're struggling with your devotion time, or if you want to dive into the stories of seven ungodly women of the Bible. I almost forgot to share with you my modest fashion coloring books. I have three out right now, and the latest is a garden theme. It has florals, inspirational quotes, scriptures, and of course, beautiful, modest fashion illustrations that anyone at any age can color and have fun with. Thank you guys for supporting the ministry of Hello Awesome. Be sure to check out my books on Amazon. And just because there won't be any new podcast episodes, does not mean there won't be any new books so be sure to check those out hey everybody welcome back to the hello awesome podcast season 10 i have been so blessed by the different conversations we've had on here and it's still crazy that it is the last season of the podcast that i have today a very sweet friend of mine uh nicole mccain i cannot wait to get into this um And, uh, Nicole, I want to just thank you for taking time to be with me today and, and agreeing to, you know, step out of your comfort zone and, you know, break your shell, um, to be on the podcast with me. And I would love it if you could just share a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure.
1: Um, hello, JC. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, JC, for having me on your podcast. Um, I feel very honored to be on here. Um, and yeah, I feel like this is a good thing for me, <laughs> even though it is coming out of my shell. That's always a good thing. So, um, as she said, my name is Nicole McCain. Um, I'm 26 years old. I live in Connecticut. I have lived here for about 10 years now. Um, my fam, I actually relocated to Connecticut from Maryland with my family, um, for ministry. So my dad pastors a church here in Connecticut called Apostolic Refuge Tabernacle. Um, we've had this church for about eight years now. So I'm heavily involved in ministry at that church. In addition to that, I, I, um, am in a group with my siblings called the McCains. We've been singing basically, well, my whole life so we've been singing together for a long time. Um, We've made some albums together, and our most recent album that we recorded was a few years ago. It has not been released yet, but it's in progress. So um, yeah, I'm a pastor's kid. I um, am in ministry. Um, I pretty much just serve wherever there's a need. So nothing, and really in particular, kind of a little bit of everything. Currently, I'm um, heading the music ministry at my church and as well as any other place that I need to fill in. That's what I do at my church. And yeah, I, I love my family. I'm very close and connected
0: to my family. And yeah, that's pretty much it about me. So what a lot of people don't know is that you and I live in the same state. <laughs> so it's pretty Thank cool. <laughs> um, we don't see each other often because of life and stuff like right. that. Um, Usually it's at winter fire. Right. Um, But yeah, it's been really, really cool to just see, you know, the success of the McCain's and see how you guys have grown um, over the years as artists, as people, siblings together. Um, And that's, that's really awesome. I wasn't, I didn't know that you guys came from Maryland. So that's really, really cool. I wish I could move to Maryland. So <laughs> Maryland is a pretty cool sk- state. So I understand that. Yeah, it's definitely different than Connecticut. That's for sure. <laughs> Completely different. <laughs> but yeah, so, Connecticut is cool too. So that's fine. That, I mean, we're two hours from Boston, two hours from New York. So I you feel like we, we're we right in the middle. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so I am asking my guests this season just one question that's inspired by Luke ten forty two. That's the story of Martha and Mary um, with, if a lot of people aren't familiar, Martha is a servant and um, she's taking care of everything. The Lord Jesus has uh, been invited into her home and she's being the servant like she thinks that she has to be and like we would all think that we have to be and her sister Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus not helping her and she gets frustrated and um asks the lord to you know hey make my sister help me you know <laughs> i'm doing all the work and jesus responds with you know mary has chosen you know this good thing and it made me think of like wow a good thing one thing as i was reading this this story and i i really wanted to ask this question to my guests this season what is one thing that jesus has taught you in the past year that you will never forget mhm so i actually
1: really love this story This story really speaks to me and ministers to me um when you mention one thing it's for me it's always hard to choose just one thing in anything but in this um on this topic of choosing one thing that I've learned over the past year, because I feel like there's so many things that I've been learning, but one thing, um, and in relation to this story that has really stuck out to me um, that I've learned this year is to refocus. Because I feel like a lot of times that I have been Martha operating in ministry, you know, as a pastor's kid. Um, Of a a growing church, a home missions church, there's obviously a lot of places that need to be filled. So um, it's easy to get caught up in serving and serving and not really focusing on the main thing, the most important thing, which is sitting at the feet of Jesus. So I feel like in this past year, the Lord has been teaching me that I need to refocus. And while serving is good, and serving is necessary, it's also so necessary for us to sit at the feet of Jesus. Because if we're serving everybody else, and we're not sitting at the feet of Jesus, then we're empty on the inside. And we're going to be, you know, we're going to feel like how Martha felt towards Mary, like, I'm doing all this, and I'm making sure that everything is in place, and everything is together. And she's not helping me. You know, she's here sitting at the feet of Jesus and not helping me to make sure that everything is in order. But really, Mary is doing what is most important, which is being fed and communicating and, you know, sitting at the master's feet. And that's one thing that God has really been teaching me over the past year, especially now. In the past year, I've picked up a lot more responsibility. My brother used to be the music minister at our church, and he, This past year relocated to New York. So when he left, I took over playing piano and, you know, being the music minister for our church. And that's just one more thing that was on my plate that I wasn't expecting, but that really took takes up a lot of my time and, you know, energy. And in that it's easy to get lost in that and to focus so much on that, especially because I am not as talented as my brother. So. It takes a lot more effort for me to prepare songs for a service and to, um, you know, play and make sure that everything is in place. So for me, that takes a lot more out of me. So it's easy to lose focus and focus on, you know, um, focus more on serving than actually, you know, being fed and sitting at the feet of Jesus. And, you know, my whole life. Pretty much, I've been a pastor's kid. So it's kind of second nature to me to be in servant mode. You know, I'm always looking around in a service to see what can be done, what needs to be done. I'm never really just sitting still in the service and just taking it all in. So naturally, it's harder for me to, you know, just sit and soak at the feet of Jesus and, you know, be fully in the worship and the word. I'm always, there's always something to be done, but what God has really been teaching me is to, you know, slow down and make sure that the main thing is the main thing.
0: Such a word right there. Oh my goodness. Refocus. That's so good. And it's Mm -hmm. true. Like we are called to be servants and I've no, you know, we hear that all the time. We, we, almost need a little to be a little bit of both a little bit of Martha, a little bit of Mary. Um, Right. Yeah. It's so easy to, to get caught up in um, the roles that we have and make, make everything, you know, kind of run, you know, we all have our hands in different things and we all need each other, but to refocus and to ask yourself, okay, but why am I here? (laughs) Um, and to make sure you take that time with Jesus, even if you have a lot of different roles you have to do in the service. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe you won't have time to go to the altar at altar call because you'll be on the piano, you know? Right. So that is a different shift, um, uh, probably for some people, but, you know, refocusing and saying, well, you know, I can still make sure that I take that time that pocket of time with jesus a different part of the service or a different part of the day exactly Yeah, that's definitely something to to think about and also like you were saying that um you know you're not as talented as your brother and that's gonna get in your head too i'm sure um sometimes and um it is awesome that we have a God that we can go to with that stuff. Right. And, um, you know, taking time to be at his feet kind of reminds you of like, Oh, like, like being with Jesus, he will remind you like, what you are called to do and the gifts that he has given you and hopefully can, uh, reiterate kind of, you know, that refocus of like, okay, so I might not be as good in, in my opinion or facts or whatever, but mm-hmm. being with Jesus, he's reminded me that I'm still called to do this. Right. You exactly. Know? Yeah.
1: And I, I just love, um, this scripture, this chapter. Actually, there's so many things that's going on. It's a pretty long chapter. Um, But the one verse, besides the one that you pointed out, um, the one verse that also really sticks out to me is where she's talking about, you know, how Martha, how she's doing all this, all these things to serve and Martha's not helping her. And I love how Jesus just comes in and he says, it, um, this is verse 41. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. And that really stuck out to me because Jesus, he wasn't angry with her. He wasn't upset with her. He was so gentle and compassionate in his answer to her, even though she was technically getting it wrong. She was focusing on the wrong thing, but he was gently calling her back to the main thing, the important thing. And I feel like that's how Jesus has been calling me this year. He's been gently calling me back to him, back to um, the main focus, which is him, you know, reminding me to take out time. You know, it's not just about the service, but before the service, during the week, spending time with him, making sure that I'm being filled up because we do, being in ministry, we do pour out a lot. So it's very important to make sure that you have your moments to fill up on Jesus as well. So that's, that really stuck out to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, our relationship with Jesus is more than just the service. Right. And I think sometimes we can maybe feel like, like I've done enough for you today. Like maybe you can leave me alone the rest of the day, which is so sad to think of, but I do feel like sometimes our actions and maybe how we feel, maybe we get moody or emotional, as humans do, that is kind of like, okay, like I served you and I did what you need to do. And now I can have like some free time. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that as far as like, we all need a, a, a break um, right. to do fun things. But mm-hmm. it's just, um, just not shutting him out completely of those different things that you have to do or that you choose to do where mm. no matter what you're doing, you could always still have him on your mind Right. as like, just say a little quick prayer or Lord, like, you know, I have to do this and this is kind of frustrating, but I kind of need you to be with me here and just be real with God because he's always been real with us. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. One thing that I've definitely struggled with is, you know, feeling that Um, Spending time with Jesus needs to be this big production every time. Not production, but you know, um, I would it would get to a point where I would feel that if I couldn't, you know, be on my knees for a certain amount of time, then it wasn't effective. If I just had like little pockets of time during the day to to talk to Jesus, and so that has kind of been a mindset shift for me too. That yes, it's very important to spend with Jesus time with Jesus you know, set aside time to spend with him every day. But, you know, sometimes some days are busier. Some days we can't spend as much time, but it's not just a one-time thing. Oh, I talk to him this one time a day. I make this appointment and then the rest of the day I do my own thing and then I'll catch up with him tomorrow. But there's time throughout the day to, you know, our focus and keep our mind on Jesus. And, you know, he's always there. He's always there to listen. Um, you know, I'm sure you can, um, attest to this too, just random times throughout the day, you know, whether it be driving or walking, you know, just feeling his presence, feeling that he's near. And yeah, those are really the little moments that may seem like little moments, but, you know, they all really come together to, um, draw us closer to him and build our relationship with him. So I think that's very important as
0: well. Yeah, I do, too. And I'm glad you brought that up, because I feel like that's something that um a lot of us think of, like mm-hmm. a lot of us struggle with, because that was definitely something for me. Um, Because as life goes on, you know, if you get married, have, you know, children or you get a new job, you move away or whatever, life gets crazy. Right. Then you start to feel guilty. And right. then that guilt leads to shame. And then you almost don't want to do anything because you are full of shame Mm -hmm. and you don't feel good enough. It's like this spiral. And I remember having that thought of like thinking of of biblical times and how things were. And there were definite like um, times when they had specific moments to pray, especially in the Jewish culture. They're very ritualistic in how they pray. But at the same time, I start thinking of, um, you know, missionaries when they're out in the mission field and how they're they're get they're getting thrown different things all the time. Um, their schedule probably is not as um, easily structured as maybe we have it here or even comfortable, you know. And <clears throat> excuse me, I started thinking of like, well they obviously are in the will of God and they're doing what God has asked them to do. So maybe like at the, the praying for three hours in the morning doesn't really dictate how deep our faith goes mm-hmm. or um a requirement to be close to the Lord. Now, if we have that time to do it, sure. But, to think that every prayer time has to be this um, like upper room moment mm-hmm. is such a high expectation. And also realizing that when Jesus came here, he walked and talked and spent time with them throughout their day. Mm-hmm. And that's how he wants us to be too, you know? So true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and especially like people with a perfectionist um, mentality. Like you said, it could really be a downward spiral where if we're not um, having like this perfect prayer time, then it gets to a point where we just end up not doing it at all. And that's not a good place to be. But I think God really just wants to hear from his children. You know, Um, he wants to spend time with us and the little pockets in the day, I think, are very sweet moments to have with him and just builds our relationship stronger with him.
0: Yeah. And so let me, I mean, let me ask you this as um, a pastor's kid, somebody who, you know, grew up in the church. Um, I did not. So I'm raising children in the church. So that's different. I'm trying to Mm -hmm. raise them in a way that I was never raised. Um, I was raised with an awareness of God and we went to church a little bit, but the the level <laughs> is a lot different right now, um, which is, you know, what I am grateful for. But do you find that because this has been your lifestyle and everybody around you has kind of always done this, that it's harder for you to kind of refocus and and, um, and sit at his feet a little bit more? Um,
1: yeah, so for me growing up, of course, being in a pastor's home, um, there was definitely a lot of exposure to that environment. You know, I grew up and still to this day, my parents every morning they pray very early in the morning, and I'm very grateful that I was exposed to that. That we grew up in a home where prayer was modeled and where I was taught to pray by my parents. Um And, you know, growing up around that, it took a while to find that on my own. And in trying to find that, there was a lot of, I want to say, pressure, knowing that, you know, my parents had this um schedule that they, not a schedule, but they are consistent in waking up early and praying every morning, you know, and me growing up, um, trying to build my relationship with God. Um, it seems, it seems like, seemed like a lot of pressure, but, um, as I grew and as I drew, drew closer to God, um, it became more of a personal thing for me and, the way that I do it may, may look a little different from the way that they do it, but I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I feel like it had to be that way for me, for me to um, form a relationship with God in a way that um, was right for me. So I'm very grateful to have grown up in a household that taught me how to pray and taught me the importance of prayer and put that in me that it's important to pray daily and, you know, that has stuck with me, but also I have come to realize that, um, throughout the day is also a time to communicate with God.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Cause I think there are a lot of people out there who can relate to what you just said. Um, especially those who, you know, had, um good examples of a prayer you know a good prayer life good you know relationship with with god um mm-hmm. and feeling that pressure and i think that's what i as a mom now i'm seeing that and um especially my oldest he just turned 11 and we have a lot of candid discussions i'm all about just sitting down and talking with your kids or talking you know with your whoever family members that's about awesome. stuff because Um, I know some people are like, oh, you guys can talk stuff to death, you know, but I think that I would rather have them talk to me than anybody else. And, um, if it's something that I don't like, I still would like to hear it from you. (laughs) And there was something that I felt he shared with me about like, even the pressure to pray at the altar, you know, at church camp. Mm-hmm. and for a little kid, um, that's a big deal. I mean, they're socially awkward. They don't know who they are yet. Um, a lot of these kids, they know, and then there's a lot that they don't know. Every year, there might be new kids that come, and it. I think there's something about um, you start to feel really self-conscious yes. that everybody is probably looking at me right now or everybody can see me. And I know we're talking about like public prayer right now, but I think that also kind of can filter into when you're alone and you're a kid in church that you still have that like fear of like people can watch me, people can hear me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that also like plays into part into the, um, The hesitancy, I think that that sometimes can happen to where you're not sure if you want to step out and do that because it's just so uncomfortable and you just feel so awkward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can definitely
1: relate to how your son said he was feeling. Um, You know, growing up, I went to church camps as well, and I would go to church camps with it would be. Sometimes it would be just my siblings and I that would go as a group. Other times we would have um other youth from our church, but a couple of the times that we went would just be my siblings and I, and I grew up a very shy kid. So that kind of environment with a bunch of kids that I didn't know was, um that was hard for me. And I, it did feel like a lot of pressure, you know, to, um, you know, going, even going up to the altar and praying around a bunch of people that you don't know you know growing uh yeah you know growing up you don't understand necessarily fully the power of community and you know the importance of um corporate prayer so that was a challenge for me as well growing up and like you said even in private you know praying you have in your mind um this model of you know the people that you've heard praying growing up so like my parents um I grew up hearing them pray eloquent prayers and you know as a as a kid trying to model that and you know pray the way that they pray it was a lot of pressure but you know as time went on I was able to figure out you know what works for me figure out that I can come to God and just really be plain with him, of course, be respectful, but, you know, really be plain with him and tell him what's on my mind, tell him how I'm feeling and that whether it's the eloquent words or if you're just speaking from your heart, he hears it all. He understands it all. He knows your heart and that the the important thing is that you're making time to communicate with him and, and talk to him. And
0: I think that's what's most important. Yeah, definitely. So I'm curious, do you find um, that you find yourself like only praying, like when you have time, Um, let's say um, in the morning, if you have time, some people don't. I know when I first came into church, I worked really early in the morning, so I actually did all my prayer, Bible study, all that at nighttime, Um, Mm -hmm. which as long as I got it in the day, it didn't matter, but. Do you find like reading scripture or listening to worship music helps when you pray or do you just need silence? So for me,
1: I, I do wake up pretty early in the morning for work, so I don't have as much time in the morning to pray. But when I try to make time, carve out time in, in the morning to pray and spend time with God and also on my commute to work, I use that time to spend with God as well. For me, my mind tends to wander a lot, especially if I'm, say it's the middle of the day and I'm going from, you know, doing something into prayer. My mind wanders so much. So I find that worship music helps me, not necessarily worship music with words, but just, you know, um, worship piano music definitely helps me to focus in. Or even if I do start out, you know, to a worship song and then it turns into prayer, I find that that really helps me to focus in and, you know, set my mind in the mode of prayer. And that's definitely helpful.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's easy for us to get, you know, distracted or our mind wanders. I mean, we have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're starting your day. I like that idea to put mu- uh, worship music on without the words. Because I do find sometimes I'm now just listening to their words and then I'm not praying. Yeah, it could be distracting. Um, And I try to find a worship song that's not like live, which is kind of hard. Mm-hmm. I do love live worship music. But then I get that I'm like, well, I need to make sure that if it's on YouTube, I have my phone turned away from me or else I'll just watch the video. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, I was just curious because... um. I know some people are different in how they pray. And if some people don't want to add music and they might find that distracting, but I know yeah. for you, um, it probably just gets you to refocus because that's where your heart is. Music ministry.
1: Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. I I just realized I'm, I miss one part of your question. So as far as the Bible reading, I find that, um, at night is better for me I'm not really sure why but usually I do my um Bible reading at night and also like I said a lot of times my mind tends to wander so I find that listening to the audio helps me a lot to focus um so listening to the audio of the Bible helps me
0: you end up doing any like uh journaling or note taking at all I do do some journaling. Um, usually
1: I, when I do, um, note taking, I use the Bible app and I like will highlight and make a comment for myself. But I also do do some written journaling because I do like the idea of like writing it down and it just reinforces it in your mind. So I do a little bit of both.
0: Yeah. That's, I, I like both of those things because I think the technology that we have is pretty ridiculous. I mean, we should use everything to our advantage for sure. I remember like, you know, when you're like sick or overwhelmed or something or, um, like for me, it was like having a new baby or, or life is crazy. Like listening to the Bible. Um, I mean, people need to get on that. Just like it's, it's so different hearing it out loud. Um, because I think as we read, sometimes our eyes skip, like words. Definitely. Uh, but then when you hear it, you're like, "Whoa! I didn't, th- I didn't realize the story was like that." Um, but, and I, I do journal because I, I do think that when you write it in your own handwriting and you read it that way, for me anyway, right. that's how I learned. So it's easy for me to remember. Right. Um, yeah. But I. And I I just think it's it's just awesome that you just have to carve out that time depending on how your day is and how your life is. And I think that's what the whole point of connecting with him is about. mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I find that, you know, listening to um, the audio of the word It helps me to read more often because, um, of course, at points in the day, there's not always a chance to sit down and read, but I can listen while I'm driving. I can listen while I'm doing anything. And while it is important to sit down and read, because that's when you can really take notes, um, I feel like it's also important to, you know, listen throughout the day and just any moment that you can make the time to do it. That in prayer, it's important to find those times during the day.
0: Yeah, so, um, what, um, what apps do you like to use or what programs do you like to use for that?
1: Well, the main one that I use is the Holy Bible app with the, um, the YouVersion. That's Yes. The main-
0: yeah, I do like that one too. And yeah. they do have some really, um, they really have some good like bible plans on there too some devotions on there
1: yeah they really do um,
0: yeah that one too is 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 one that i remember playing out loud and i would quote a verse and i remember one time my oldest he must have been like 3 maybe 2 he was little but i was playing it for us at breakfast And I remember I was, I was um, out loud reciting the scripture that he was reading. And he goes, Mom, let the guy talk. He (laughs) said to me, (laughs) like, (laughs) geez, well, okay. I mean, he's not wrong, but, you know, (laughs) it got me laughing. But, um, yeah, that is a good app for sure. And somebody else put me on the Blue Letter Bible app. I haven't. I don't know if it talks to you. I think it does. But Mm -hmm. if you need like um, a Bible app that you can study and they have lots of commentaries and things like that, that's also a good one that um, someone just told me about.
1: Yes, I also have used that one in the past, too. I haven't used it recently. But yeah, it's great for um, translating words, like looking at the original translation. Um, So it's a great Bible study tool for, especially for um, preachers and speakers. Um, That's a great tool to use as well.
0: Yeah. So I want to know um, what has been like, I know this is, I'm just giving you big questions today. Um, No, I really, I wanted to know when it comes to like refocusing, is there like a song that you usually play, or like a a band, or a, or you know Christian artist or someone you 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 feel like if I if I listen to this person's music, or if I listen to the specific song, it helps me refocus on the Lord. Hmm, that's a great question. <laughs> you take your time. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: if I had to choose just one, it's usually. A song about either surrender or um and if it's not about surrender, it's about um so okay, so you know how some some songs are focused on um, you know, God will do this for me, God will bring me out, and God will, you know, et cetera, et cetera, which is great and all because you know that's it's biblical you know psalms a lot of psalms talk about how um um god will deliver me god will fight for me but i find that um when i'm trying to refocus uh the songs that are strictly about him are what i turn to you yeah. know to listen to so any song about surrender there's one that i love called um it's kind of like a play on an old song what is it's I Surrender All. And um, I just love that one. It's a worship song. And yeah, just any song that points me back to him um, you know, talks about focusing on him is what I like to listen to when it comes to refocusing.
0: Yeah, oh, that's good. I know exactly what you mean. Mm-hmm. Um, just songs that just sing about him and who he is and um it just reminds you of the important thing um and how just merciful he is and how faithful he is and um he didn't have to do all that he did but he did it right um yeah so i would i would really um i really love if you Kind of putting you on the spot, but if you could, like, just take a couple minutes to encourage someone right now. Like, let's say there's someone listening who is really struggling with um, re- refocusing their their attention to the Lord, ref- refocusing their um, just eyes on the Lord, their heart. Um. I just would love if you can just take a couple minutes to just encourage them and just speak a little little faith into them and and to minister a little bit to them, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah, anyone who's in that place right now, I really
1: resonate and I understand what you're going through because I've been there several times myself. I even still find myself in that place sometimes it's hard to, you know, life pulls us in a lot of different directions and not just life being in ministry pulls us in a lot of different directions. And, you know, it's so easy to focus on, you know, perfection and execution. And, you know, we, it will, it will make us forget about the main thing, which is Jesus, you know, and our relationship with him And it's so easy to fall into that trap of um, serving and thinking that that's enough. You know, I've fallen into the trap of coming to church on a Sunday and doing my part and thinking that that's enough, but it's not. It's not enough to sustain you throughout the week when life throws things at you, because life will throw so many things at you. And without a firm foundation, without a relationship with Jesus, what we do for him is not going to, you know, bring us through. It's not going to hold us over in the storms of life and the times where, you know, we feel weak. We need that that time. We need that relationship with Jesus to center us and bring us back into focus. So to anyone in that place right now, I'd say, you know, you don't have to be perfect. God is not looking for your perfection. He's just looking for you to come to him. He's just looking for you to come and desire to spend time with him. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, it can just be starting out, telling him what you're dealing with, telling him what you're struggling with, how you're feeling. And he understands all that. He's been He's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He knows what we're going through. It's not that he doesn't know, you know, what we're going through already, but he wants to hear from his child. He wants to hear from his friend. Um, I heard it. I heard somebody say it like this. Um, It's not that God doesn't already have the answer. He's just enjoying the conversation. So that really stuck out to me that God really wants he really wants to talk to me. Who am I that God, the creator of the universe, wants to talk to me, wants to spend time with me? But he does. He loves each and every one of us individually. He wants to hear from you. He wants to hear how you're feeling. He wants you to come to him. He wants to be that safe place that you can run to, you know, that tower, that that safe, strong tower that you can run into and, you know, find rest in him, find peace in him. And, you know, yeah. Refocusing, it will change your life. It really will. Because being in ministry and life in general, it can be so stressful. And it can really bring you to a place where you're like, you know, I don't even want to do this anymore because it pulls you in so many different directions. And then you see people who, you know, just kind of come to church and they don't do necessarily do much in the service. It's like, You begin to start looking at them like, you know, like they're Martha. I'm sorry, like they're Mary. And like, oh, they're just in the service, just enjoying God's presence and sitting at the feet of Jesus. And I'm doing all this stuff over here and they're not trying to help me. But, you know, it's so important to take that time to sit at the feet of Jesus because that's where we'll find the peace, the joy that we need to, you know, be effective in ministry and have a good, strong relationship with God.
0: And that was so good. And that definitely encouraged me. Um, I've never heard that before about, you know, he's enjoying the conversation. I love that just because I really do think that's true. I really do. I really think he delights in us. He wants us to delight in him. He does. Um, I think of my favorite scripture in Psalms one, you know, blessed is the man that walketh not through the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, no sit at the seat of the scoreful. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we delight in the Lord. Right. And he that delight, you know, meditate day and night. And um, I just love that. Just, um. Yeah. I probably butchered that last part cuz I was just so like overwhelmed just now just thinking of how awesome like you said who am I like he wants to delight in me. Um but that's just how good he really is. He really is that good. He is. He really is. It amazes well, me. Yeah. Well, Nicole, I'm so grateful for you and um, your just your sweet words and your presence. It's just such a blessing. And I'm so grateful for what you just shared um, today. I know I'm going to be thinking about it for a long time. And um, I want you to just uh, share with everybody uh, where they can find you on social media and where they can find your church whether social media or online okay yeah thank you so much again
1: for having me on um i've really enjoyed my time um talking with you and you know sharing and i really appreciate you thinking of me to um be a guest on your podcast and i i don't take it lightly so thank you so much once again for having me um you can find me on social media um on instagram and um my handle is Nicole N I C O L E J McCain. So Nicole N I C O L E J M C K A I N. And I'm on Facebook. It's just Nicole J McCain. Um, if you want to find uh, my music with my siblings, we have a, a um an Instagram page as well called the McCaines. That's T-H-E-M-C-K-A-I-N-S. My church is, the church that I attend is Apostolic Refuge Tabernacle in Ansonia, Connecticut. Uh, We have an Instagram page as well. Um, And we have a Facebook page, which is where you can um, catch replays of our services. So that's just Apostolic Refuge Tabernacle um, on Facebook and Instagram.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you again, Nicole, for being with me today. Thank you. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories? Tagging me at Hello awesome Live? I would be so encouraged. Also, please leave a five-star review in iTunes or Apple Podcasts, sharing how God used this to bless you. Until next time, keep your chin up beautiful.